podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Please don't call me arrogant because what I'm saying is true. I'm European champion, so I'm not one of of the bottle. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. Happy New Year, Mr. McIntosh. Happy New Year, Mr. Son of Chelsea. How are you doing? I am doing well. Chelsea yeah. actually have won some games since we last spoke for that Christmas special that probably no one listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea have won some games and things begin to look a little bit more positive. It's, it's, it's so, obviously, it's so strange. And Chelsea fans will know better than anyone. And you and I always make jokes about chaos and standards and all these things. But like being a Chelsea fan is... There's a, there is a gen, genuine sort of bipolarity to it where it will either be really terrible, but actually very quickly things can look much more positive, like including the fact that Newcastle drop points means Chelsea go above Newcastle. I, th- I can see Wolves and Brighton being a draw, which I think is beneficial to Chelsea the most. And then you look ahead and think, oh, well, we're going to lose to Liverpool, but maybe things other than that might be okay. Um but then again, I'm not really over the Middlesbrough loss. So it's it's a tough one. But here we are talking about this uh, bombast of a club yet again, 2024. This You and I must have been talking about Chelsea now for about four years. Uh, on and off. It feels like about 40 <laughs> years, to be honest. It really does. Um, but I wanted to talk to you first, if you don't mind, because I know you're the, you're the host extraordinaire, uh, about strikers and transfer stuff and everything that's going on um so i want to touch on well i want to get your thoughts actually on on the benzema slash firmino rumors um on i don't i'm not expecting you to know about him i don't know about him there are good people that do i'm sure we can link them or dm us and ask them we'll link them like people that will know about is it I'm, i only know his nickname is like messino this brazilian kid that Chelsea are going to spend X amount of money on sort of a, a Kendry Paez thing, I guess, is what they're thinking there. Um, so what's your thoughts on that that situation at the moment? So this will be coming out a day after the news show that I do where we, we'll, we've spoken a little bit about it. So I've sort of given some opinions on Benzema and Firmino uh, and maybe it's developed since then, maybe it hasn't. Uh, I, I'm kind of of the belief that if Chelsea are going to do something stupid this month, uh, I think that signing. <laughs> well, Chelsea are going to do something stupid. It's like yeah, yeah. If I know, there's yeah, one, it's, it's... if there's one bet, if there's one bet you're going to make, Chelsea are going to do something stupid. I feel like you win that bet every time. Um, you know, on the Stadio podcast, Musa and Ryan listen to it. If you don't, um, they talk about existential yellows and existential tackles, where where a player will get a yellow card just to feel something in the game because their spirit is so dead. And that is what Chelsea as a football club, I think, are at right now. It's been 15 days and no one's pressed a button. So, like, let's... I can just see something, yeah, happening. But go on, go on. Yeah, like, I, I think it comes down to what you're interested in. Like, if if we're just taking, like, Firmino and, and Benzema, like, if Pochettino... If I'm Pochettino and whoever, whoever the list of, like, 50 sporting directors comes to me, and presents to me these two players, we can sign either on a loan option. Firmino maybe fills the gap that Nkunku has left in some ways of kind of that retracted kind of centre forward who could play 
with Nicholas Jackson. As I say, I'm not saying that Nkunku and Firmino are similar or they're ex- the same player, but when you think about Firmino as a centre-forward, he's much more of that player that's looking to heighten the performances and elevate performances of other players, which is very much what Klopp made him into. But then if I'm looking for a clinical finisher, if I'm looking for someone to actually get on the end of those chances and be the mature player that he's probably been looking for, then yeah, sure, it's, it's Benzema, right? And and I think the, the good thing, at least the, the little bit of hope I have with both of these players is that they aren't miles and miles away from their prime, you know, but at the same time, I just can't get away from the fact that Benzema is literally actively missing preseason for his club right now. And as a character... He's in his his Bugatti, just revving it in the car park. Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he might as well just use it to boost his Instagram cred and take some nice photos with that Bugatti around Saudi because there's no point playing. And I I just, I I do find just a joke point, I find it absolutely hilarious. I was like, all the players who went over the summer are now realising like five months later it's absolute crap. And like, like, there's no football being played here at all. Why have I moved to a glorified League 2? I want to go home. League two in the desert where five people per game go with all due respect. Like it's, and like, yeah, it's, it, we haven't heard from Kante. Kante is the Oracle that I need to hear from on this. Like as soon as he tells me what's going on, I'm going to believe what's going on. If that makes sense. Whereas like Henderson complaining, Benzema not going to training Firmino, like I, I don't trust them. Like I trust Kante, but I will say, Maybe this is one actually for an international break where you and I do sort of those weird, like conceptual episodes. But it's there are certain players. I've, I've said this loads. There are certain players that are just I cannot believe have not yet or at any point played for Chelsea. There are certain players that just stink of Chelsea. Like for example, I think Dybala is a player that stinks of Chelsea. Or like Casemiro is a player I would have always thought would have. Like, even Neymar has a sort of touch of, like, Chelsea. And Benzema is such a Chelsea... It's just so Chelsea, isn't it, to have Benzema It just front. Well, the thing is, right, it's like, all the names you just mentioned, I bring me... They don't bring me excitement. They bring me dread of how bad it's going to be. Like, cause that's, I, the I, thing. I, I, they're, they're, that's the thing. Yeah, Morata you know... is one of them. Higuain, like, all these, like, all these names. Falcao, Pato, like... That, but they had to have played for some point in their Chelsea yeah. career. And they look back and it, it's like, that was needed. We needed yeah. to go there. For some reason, it was just yeah. innate that we're one day. Where it's, it's like those, uh, Marquinhos is one. I think I'm yeah, amazed he like doesn't play It's like those character, character actors that go around doing all the franchises. So at the end of their career, you're like, oh my God, they were in Star Wars. They were in, the, yeah, they were in Star <laughs> Wars literally. for like two minutes. And they were, in, yeah. they were in The Phantom Menace, which everyone hates. But they were in yeah. Star Wars technically when they finished their career. Like yeah. there's... Yeah, it's it's. Um, I always thought it, Sergio it, Ramos would have ended up at Chelsea. That kind of thing. Mm. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it just seems to be like yeah, like, no, no, no all, I, There's something about all these players. I don't know what. To but. me, to me, the reason why Benzema feels like the perfect, especially January Chelsea signing, is because it's like the past their prime striker. It's like we could have Chelsea in some ways, like part of our gimmick has become the used to be amazing tribute act basically like there's there's a 
there's like a here's here's what used to be great in europe and we've now got them so like but they're not doing great for us but i i just if i'm putting my stupid bet on i see i'd be less annoyed at chelsea signing karen benzema as i would of us signing this messino wherever he is you know i i that's that's where my that's where my head's at at the moment yeah, I've actually seen, uh, and, and those people that listen to this, I imagine everyone that listens to this follows you on Twitter. I've seen that you're not a, a fan. Now, I don't, I, I haven't even read any scout reports on this on this, on this, this young lad yet, so I, I genuinely don't know. All I see is Twitter propaganda that makes him look very good. I've seen, I've seen clips and highlights packages, but we're, we're so much past the days of highlights packages being an indication of how good a footballer is because there are so many captures out there. However, I don't hate it as a business long-term thing. What I don't trust is that they will have a good enough plan that supports the talent to the top, like Real did with Vinny. I see everyone say, "This is a, this is a, you know Real Madrid did it with Vinny Junior and Rodrigo, and look how good they are now." And with with all Vinicius, both those players are top twenty players in the world, right? They're insane. And Vinicius Junior is on his day the best player in the world, right? Give or take. Um, but I trust Real Madrid simply through the nature of that institution being what it is and the absolute standards that they push and the levels that they require and the fact that whilst there are a fair few of high profile mistakes, Real Madrid more often than not get it right. And like, actually they get it right because the the players are forced to be right because you're at Real Madrid. So for Vinny Jr. and Rodrigo, the, the prime Brazilian talents at the time, which they were, the pathway is so clear and there is no higher plinth in football than winning trophies of Real Madrid. It's just not. It's just, it just isn't. Whereas if he ends up at Chelsea, I can see him at Malmo on loan in five years' time or at Olympiacos. And... Do you, do you know what I mean? And then I don't, I don't know yeah. what the, I don't know how. I would love to know how he fits into a long-term plan, or is he just a star player in a team with stars and they rotate the stars? That's kind of how I think Chelsea owners think it's going to be like a, a globe trotters esque. Everyone's great, so let's just play them, and when they the subs are great too, so that's fine. Who knows? This is my point as well. No, my my disdain and just complete confusion at this it has nothing to do with the individual quality of the player and some people may get annoyed at that and says why aren't you taking that into account it's exactly what you've just outlined it's well number one if you're paying 60 million for a player i'm sorry i know the market is absolutely farcical nowadays but mm. to me if i'm still paying 60 million if i'm paying 30 to 40 million for someone i expect to be using them tomorrow like i'm sorry like i just to me if you're paying that amount, especially when you think about what you could use that money for in this particular window, if you are looking to, say, buy a centre forward or a left back, then it that just, I, I just, that's for me also just like absolutely baffling and why it should be completely taken off the table. The second point is absolutely what you've, you've outlined is that what's the, and it's what we spoke about on the Xmas pod is like, if there isn't a solid foundation for these players to thrive, then 
it yeah. doesn't matter how good they are if they haven't got a good environment to develop and grow in like Vinicius Jr. could have been in an alternative universe at Chelsea and failed failed drastically 100%, 100%. lost in the shuffle Christian Pulisic could have gone to Real Madrid not got injured and turned into the best winger in world football now mm -hmm. I'm not saying that those two players, if you were to do an ana analysis of both of their talents, maybe you you sit there and go, actually, one's one was always destined for greatness wherever they are and one wasn't. But you get what I'm saying. Like The environments matter and the way you cultivate an environment to get the best out of those young talents matters, right? Because Vinicius mm. Jr. actually did take a little bit of time to come to the boil to where he is now what he oh, is. Oh, do you like, remember the Benzema comments? Yeah. But that, but that's another point. That's another point why why Benzema probably shouldn't be at Chelsea. <laughs> He'll be because you imagine him. What you imagine him playing with Mudrick and him walking into like literally 45, 20 minutes after playing with Mikhailo Mudrick, running down the wing and side footing and like showboating and him running the ball out of play and then he sat there like I used to have. I used to play with Vinicius Junior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I like Madrid. I'm on, I'm on his team for now. So I'm gonna. No, I come am in as well. His... But it's like, I, I. Can you imagine how fuming he'd be, mate? If Ben's, if Benzema turned up and Werner was there, there would be well, the engine of his see car. That, see that? Off. I would, I would pay, I would pay money to see that. I would pay and money I love to Werner. see. I love him, but he's got no technique. He can only run in straight lines. You see, anyone that watched his first game, that was evident. And Benzema would be human, but uh, look, you are right. Well, I think we are right in the sense that it is about the foundations. If the move, like, I don't even, none of us know about the internal finances and how it works and where it comes from. Blah, 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 blah. So like, or people know how it works, where it comes from, but not the sort of, if, if this is money allocated for this age group rather than for the first team, then what difference does it make? Right. So fine. Maybe a really positive difference, maybe a massive loss difference, but no one actually really, I think feels invested in the owners like they did under Roman to the point where those losses financially are going to feel as hurtful. They, they feel more of a smear against the club rather, rather than a direct loss for the club, if that makes sense. Um, certainly that's how I, I feel about it. Um, but yeah, it, it would be a, a steep, steep payment. Um, and also, I mean, there's no harm in having as many as possible. But from everything I hear and read and see about Paez, I think, OK, well, you've got Paez at 15, 16, 17, however old he is around that age, 15, 16. And you've also got players like Mudrik, who's actually older than I think most people think. Like he's 23. He's not 19 or 20. Um, you can see a point where their their career paths or like anything like that, there'll be no cross. I'm not saying that the direct sent, like position for position, but you know what I'm saying. Like their career paths might not cross over unless Kendry really like ascends quickly. But I would also think, well, we've we've had so much propaganda, I guess, and so much news and conversation and hype, and, and it still persists today. Like you you can type uh, Piers in on Twitter, and people will be talking about him every day. Um, and there's pictures of him at Stanford Bridge and all this stuff. And I think, well, if he is, if he is who you say he's going to be, if he, if we're meant to believe from you that essentially, I'm not trying to put the label on him, but he's meant to be as good as Hazard is, or as good as you know, X top ten, top twenty player in the world. Why give that some time and let it percolate? The the Messino one, do you need 
do you need two and, can, and do you have the plans and the structure and the, the foundations that we're, we're saying to go let those two go through at the same time as well as making sure the academy is still excellent and we are consistently improving the team now i mean yeah and and actually i think the chelsea academy proved that high quality players come out of it so if Messina well, players... those high quality players are are also readily available to start using right now and don't cost you 60 million and are already integrated into the club culture and have already shown a level of versatility and also ability to adapt to the circumstances and the demands and the pressure of the first team better than players that we've bought externally despite the hype that comes with those players that come from externally like this Estabo might turn out to be the next whoever or the in in five to ten years time he's up for the Ballon d'Or right like and there's always that argument no no this is the one we absolutely have to sign but I think there is a reality right now that as much as we want to look to the future there is also the importance of the present and the the present right now is looking at a Chelsea team and looking at, at the the people kind of running it beyond Pochettino who aren't given much faith aren't given much trust uh, they, they come under a lot of scrutiny and I think a lot of it is very valid over the direction of the club and over the direction of recruitment and it feels to me like this is just a, another self-indulgent signing that is <laughs> for later down the line and it does feel not to sound all gary neville but like it does feel like a glorified fm save like there's no and i and i can't believe that this that these things don't become a problem later down the line, especially as you've just mentioned. We're recruiting young players right now, sure, older. I mean, this is Starvo 16, right? And that, that's yes. the minute. people People around academy football talk about this, and I think it's so important as well, is that you think about the amount of growth as a human being, You, you, we all do, right? Between the, think about who you were at the age of 16. So that was, for me, that yeah, was a decade yeah. ago now. Me too. Ten, me too, ten me years. Too. You, you think about now. I understand that my and and the average me, you, the average person listen to it have a very different sixteen to twenty six experience than a professional athlete, right? And I understand that yeah, it's it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a wildly different world with wildly different circumstances. But at the same time, this still is a young, a very young guy who people are putting so much weight into and so much pressure into and a price tag that some players never reach in their whole entire careers it most just feels most. Like most most players most footballers don't reach that level and it's like i don't i there's got to be some collateral damage to this right like i can't believe that from a young player who's already attracting attention and, and these players that Chelsea are signing are already garnering so much attention before they've even played a lot of senior football like that's that's the difference between say a talent like this and the talents that we've developed for, via our academy and then you send them out alone and they play once two years senior football like you you think about Tammy Abraham how much how many reps he had in senior football before he finally played as a number nine for Chelsea. Same with Mason Mount, mm. same for Reese James. And I think they were absolutely at a point then to be mature enough to be put in that role. Whilst these players are so undercooked and I just, Chelsea, throw, putting these players into the chaos and washing machine that is Chelsea Football Club right now, just for their own sake, I don't think, I, we've, we've made this point before, like the betterment of individual players over the club. Like I just don't, I wouldn't advise young players to make that move. Yeah, I, do you know what, mate? I think 
I think to support that argument that you're making, uh, Andre Santos is a is a prime example right now. He's 18, 19, whatever. Like that's that's not very much older than Estevo. Is it, is that how you say it? I think yeah. so. Willie, you could call him William, but I feel like it's a little bit blasphemy to call William because it. I'd, I'd to be honest, after watching him on Saturday, I'd re-sign the old William. I think he'd still do a job for us at left wing. I think if we put Pedro, Giroud and Willian up front for Chelsea now, we'll score more goals. But we'll... Probably, we'll... Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but the, the, to yeah, to support that, Andre Santos, like a premium Brazilian talent. A premium talent. An absolute premium, premium talent. Any scout, everyone knows, anyone who's done the reading, everyone who's looked, considered by everyone, a, an absolute prime talent gets sent off to Forest and doesn't play. And you look at that as a young player from Brazil even more so and think, is is it going to be handled well? Look, Fafana at Union Berlin, admittedly Union lost 12 games in a row and fell off the, the bandwagon hard, so needed to shove things around. And maybe for a young player, that's not not the role. But actually, maybe it is because, you know, young players lead the line at championship teams and do really well. So, you know, and I think the bottom of the Bundesliga is the equivalent of, of the championship, it just is. Um, and I, I watch that league all the time. Um, so yeah, it doesn't look overwhelmingly positive. And and actually, as well, Chelsea fans, I think, are looking for some seniority. You no. Know? Yeah. So it, again, it's fabulous that we can be linked with these, like because they may say to us, and I imagine they will. And I've seen people say it, and I I don't know. I'll say again, not, neither you and I actually are experts on this player. But his his talent might be so unique, like Erdegaard's was, like Vinny's was, et cetera, et cetera. Foden, but he was at City already. Like, the talent is so unique. It's so ready to be world-class anyway, that it's just worth it. Because actually, the, 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 like, the technical, tricky, svelte uh, attacker Actually, Cole, Cole Palmer is, but he's too he's too big to have that, that sort of hazard movement. But he moves really smoothly, like he's holding a glass of wine, right? Mm. Whereas actually that, those small, intricate, technical players, Chelsea's academy don't really often produce. And actually the last one I can think of was, was Tudor, um, oh, Tudor Mendel uh, Idowu. Mm. Super technical. All of his like youth highlights compilations, or you can watch the games, any of that. He's skinning players all of the time, and yet he's now didn't get a new contract at Chelsea. Goes to uh, well, he, he he moves to Anderlecht, right? And and he's pursuing first team football. And it's like Chelsea's academy don't actually really produce those kind of players. And if they do, they don't actually mm-hmm. make it all the way yet. Tudor can maybe come back, whatever, but not yet. Um, and they might say to us, well, actually, we don't produce these kind of players because of the type of player that English football produces naturally. Very rarely are they super, like, technically gifted. And that's why Joe Coles and Foden's, et cetera, Gazers are so praised. Um, we don't have that. And we can't produce that or we don't produce that. So maybe let's just do it. And then in two years' time, he'll go on the right wing because Madueke's gone somewhere. And, and that's what we're going to do. But it seems and, just... And Mudrick's, Mudrick's in Serie A. He's going to be at Benfica one day. He just is going to be at Benfica. I can see it. I can see it now. What a legend. But yeah, it, see, it seems um, 
odd, exciting. I don't really mind because I don't really care about which. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea will do what they do. I feel less involved in like, I feel like they just kind of are what they are now. It's, it's, It's very much. Well, you know, you feel the same. You and I've had that period of detachment since since we've known each other of how how the club has changed and what we've had to what the fans have experienced, right? Um, so whoever Chelsea bring in is an absolute. I don't mind. I don't mind because it is what it is. There's no yeah. point in trying to control the care. The fact that it's got more chaotic is unbelievable because people are forgetting how chaotic Chelsea was before all this. Just normal Roman vibes. People are forgetting that. Like, it's it's unbelievable how the tornado is bigger. So I can't control it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. The whole team, everyone's been out there trying to make the tornado smaller. It's got bigger. So n- there is nothing anyone can do. <laughs> well, I just have to experience it. I, I have no sort yeah. of... Yeah, so if he signs, then great. I hope he helps us win Premier League games. That's where I am. That is where no, I am. I, I, can't, I think that's a, a very fair conclusion. And like, I, I share, I share some of it, but there is a lot of it that, to me, just I, I can't resist still calling it just dumb. Like, I just, I, I and also like, do you know the whole point you made about? But it's only like, dumb if it doesn't work. Sure true but i don't think i'm being hyperbolic and silly for having some healthy skepticism around whether it's going to work or not 100 we're talking about and then also like i and the point you make is valid in terms of well we don't develop this type of player that's a fair point um i look there's logic behind it right in terms of sure and, and this is my whole thing about utilizing cobham in a balanced way is that Maybe okay Joe. if you know, yeah, like if we can't develop this player, but we're, we've got centre backs that we can integrate, we've got central midfielders we're integrating and developing from the academy and, and wherever else. But this is specifically one area we can't upgrade in. We can't use as a squad player. You, you know, you, you mm-hmm. can't use an Alfie Gilchrist right now. You know, you can't find a Trevor Chalaba. You can't find in recent years Billy Gilmore or <sighs> Reese James. You develop one of the best, you know, right backs in, in world football who, never is yeah. is fit but the but the if chelsea's whole transfer strategy was more competent i think is just to try and simplify yeah it. if course. i had if i if i had much more confidence over the hit rate and the and also the idea that these players aren't just some bigger part of a stock portfolio that is all about mm. sort of player trading and to multi-clubs i i don't that I think a lot of that maybe gets missed is like, is there a good chance that Paez actually turns turns up at Strasbourg on loan in a, in a year or two, and is uh, and you know we we create like the greatest league on team that beats PSG, but but Chelsea beats, are still beats Chelsea in the final, yeah, beats yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea in the Conference League and Strasbourg have just won a Champions League. <laughs> Chelsea are the feeder club for Strasbourg. That's a great image. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's funny that that is funny no I, and do you know what the thing is I, I was thinking then when you were when you were saying what you were saying was there will be people listening to to this who are older than us younger than us and, and obviously similar ages as well you and i are both 20 26 are you 26 yeah 26 i'm 26 um and actually our chelsea experience both of us firstly come from chelsea families right so that's just how it is secondly We've both been the exact same age when we've experienced the exact same things. And up until 
I, 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 up until I moved home, I was able to regularly enough attend the bridge each year for everything to be blessed and to feel that connection. And I, you go all the time with your dad. And, and we've had that, that from Mourinho to Ancelotti period of, wow, like Chelsea are the best team in the world now, pretty much. Like we are, Man, we are what Man City are now then. That's what we were, right? Mm. Um, and you expected and you knew that every player who came in was going to be decent. And that wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. But actually, Chelsea had a lot of hits there. Whereas now, since since post-Conte, really, the hit rate has fallen off a cliff. Every signing, I think people just I people just think is going to struggle at Chelsea because strikers struggle. Yeah, X, Y, Z, like the now for you and I, that that's what was so strong is now so weak in that confidence and that development and that plan and that 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 Real Madrid feeling that this player will work or Man City. When Man City sign players, everyone knows it's going to work. Like they've got a few misses, but it's rare. It's really rare. Whereas like like we're saying, it's it's the it's the track record over the last decade that makes us feel a bit, well, this isn't this this might not work. And actually the things that have worked have either been buying prime players or players just touching it, Scherler, Costa, Fabregas, etc. Or as as you alluded to earlier, is is playing academy players alongside slightly more ex- experienced senior professionals. And now we're at, we're in a team where actually there are there are a handful of, of senior professionals. Obviously, Thiago Silva. I'd say Sterling is one of them. Um, like that's kind of it. And it's it's now it doesn't have either of those sort of blends or strategies that we're we've you, we're so used to experiencing that that our confidence in it's lower because the football's been terrible over the last two years. And now every player who comes in has to hit the ground immediately before people start making memes of them. And every player we buy is younger and younger and younger to the point where they they will obviously see what goes on on social media. They will obviously hear the rumours. They're not, they understand what goes on in the world and what people say. It's it's a really, it's a really tough place to be. It's riddled with landmines, Chelsea. And if you can somehow tiptoe your way uh, through, then, then wonderful. And, and players do, and it's amazing. It, Cole Palmer's dancing through the minefield right now, but mm. lots of players don't. And it feels as though as a fan base, our confidence is just taking a hit and a hit and a hit and a hit and a hit. And mm. what do you do? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, you just laugh about it, I guess. Do you know what I was thinking when you said, when you said about like the memes? Um, when I post short clips on like Instagram, I have to like edit captions a lot of the time because mm. captions don't, especially with like say Pochettino or like a lot of the footballers' names, right? Especially foreign names, the, the captions don't um, get them right. And I was thinking about <laughs> Axel Dzassi last week, and I'm not. Uh, this is not BS. This literally was the thing I had to edit um once i stopped laughing laughing it just had it originally as absolute disaster <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny i don't think he's a. I don't think he's been an absolute disaster i don't mind him but no i don't i don't i don't I he's just got a bit of that early like... rudiger dog and that's all he's got that's all he's yeah got. but no, but um I, I assume next week's pod will will 
depends if we do it on monday again we'll be kind of previewing the borough game if we wait yeah. to do it after we'll be reviewing either another trip to wembley where chelsea could actually lift some silverware so it, it and even though we will lose to liverpool or fulham on penalties but you know you can still hope but it's, it's still relatively alive i think i think i think we're going to lose to borough so i'm not even thinking about liverpool no um just before we end as well i would like to say that on the fulham game i like denzo and caicedo thought they're very good thought the team did some great things but it's we still look a way off how i still however i refuse to listen to many people i live in the northwest of england a lot of Liverpool and United fans around here and United fans like to say how they they are better than Chelsea right now and I don't I honestly don't see how that's the case but it is what it is Chelsea making small steps and that's that's welcome I think for us it's avoiding talking about it so it continues more so we'll rage about young transfer policy players <laughs> well, that, that's what this podcast is and if you expect so like I think that's just what it should be is just like evergreen chats about like how Chelsea aren't what it used to be and then hopefully yeah. that attracts a small enough audience that follows the podcast and then we, we well the thing is we when we started doing this podcast Chelsea did win the Champions League pretty shortly after I mean yeah. it's not going to happen yeah, yeah, this yeah. season so no. maybe the Carabao Cup now is our Champions League final is our yeah you wait till we win the, 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 the JPT or we get promoted from a champ next yeah. season and we get a trophy that way That'd the pa awesome. Papa John's the Papa John's <laughs> trophy is, is what we what we've got to hope for oh no Mudrick holding the Papa John's trophy that is gonna be <laughs> unbelievable and he gets handed a Papa John's pizza at the end <laughs> yeah he's still the open pizza <laughs> yeah just pepperoni steaming oh great stuff well yeah that's the state of play at Chelsea for us anyway I mean we'll be We'll be back next week, and we'll just continue to talk. Where Chelsea, Karen but... Benzema has has signed for Chelsea, and he and he misses three open goals against Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah, literally, that, that is exactly. Well, actually, yeah. Or he scored. He, what he'll do is he'll bag the winners against Middlesbrough, and then be shocking all season. Yeah. Or we'll, we, he'll, yeah, yeah. He'll think. <laughs> yeah, he'll think that like he'll come on right, and he'll against a mid-table Championship Middlesbrough side. He'll absolutely look like the greatest signing we've ever made. Score four goals, you know, does the shushing celebration. Um, yeah, starts arms out. starts a, yeah, arms out. Starts about five fights. Um, the 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 club shop like suddenly like completely redesigns itself around Karen Benzema's around massive Benzema, face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, it seems as though we have a healthy picture of our football club. And I think that is yeah. a note to it. I think I think we're pretty fair to be honest. Me too. Me too. But anyway, yeah, I'll catch you next time. Next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.